Good morning and welcome back to the Morning Skate. I'm Brownie here on a special edition Saturday morning interview slash podcast with Northeastern Associate Head Coach for the women's hockey team, Nick Carpenito. Carp, how are you, buddy? Great, Coach. How are you? Do we need to cover I'm that again good. or are we good to go? No, I think I think everything's working. I mean, <laughs> we'll find out, if, but it seems like it's working. Uh, so you're up in Maine, ready yep. for your... Uh, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, seventh game of the season, right? Sounds about right. Yeah. They yep. all kind of, they all kind of melt together at some point, but, uh, yeah, we have a, a four o'clock game against Maine, um, up in, uh, Alfonso arena. So, uh, we're excited about their, their strong team and, you know, you sign up for the, the tough game. So we're looking forward to one this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Great barn. Like we talked about before we started recording, a lot of history there, uh, mm-hmm. great teams over the years, and a lot of just a good atmosphere for hockey in general. Big time, big time. Um, it's definitely like they're the, the interesting part about Maine is that like out here they're the show, right? They don't have they don't have yep. the Bruins, they don't have um, you know any any real athletic competition <laughs> from. Dude, a, they barely have uh, summer where you are. What's that? <laughs> I, said, I said they barely have summer where you are. So. Yeah. It always seems to be raining up here. It's the strangest thing, but um, you know, all that. All that being said, like they have great crowds, not only from the people on campus, but also from you know the local community. So it's uh, it's usually a really fun atmosphere to be a part of. Um, I want to talk before we get into this year. I want to talk a little bit about last year. Uh, I don't want to bring up a sore subject. It was overall still a successful year by any stretch of the imagination. Definitely, you guys won your fourth consecutive Hockey East championship. Uh, made it all the way to overtime of the national championship game and heartbreaker. I watched it. We talked afterwards. I mean, it's what they, you know, what they say, like the peng, uh, uh, the Oilers used to say about the, you know, they had to watch the Islanders win in order to get there. So hopefully this year you're right back there, uh, predicted to be in the same position relatively. Uh, mm-hmm. what was the mindset coming out from the girls, from the women? Yeah. I mean, they, it was a great game, you know, and, and, you know, it was unfortunate the way, the way it happened, like the way we lost, like I, afterwards I was thinking it was, it was such a tough bounce. I almost rather they just like went bar down on us and had an unbelievable yeah. goal as opposed to, you know, having it, having it end like that. And, um, you know, I think the, the experience for the players to play in a tournament like that against, against competition like that um, was so valuable for this year. I mean, we lost, we lost one player, um, realistically, one one senior graduated, and um, you know we brought in a, a bunch of additional talented players. So I think in in the grand scheme of things, we're deeper than we were last year, which is which is pretty scary. So, um, but just just our team having that experience moving into this season, I think is um, is going to be what really helps us make that final push when when the time comes. So. Um, but you know, great season. Only unfortunately, only one team can win the last game of the year, and, and we weren't it. But uh, you know, I know that they're hungry for uh, to to get back there because they really enjoyed that experience. So, something that you touched upon, I wanted to bring up also. Uh, explain to anyone listening with with COVID and the way it worked. <clears throat> the NCAA did a actually a great job of handling this and giving an opportunity uh, mm-hmm. for student athletes. Yeah. If you want to talk so, about that a little bit. Yeah. So basically what, what happened was it was like a, a blanket waiver. 
um, you know, for pretty much all sports, all winter sports, at least. Um, I don't know about the the fall and the spring sports, but um, essentially you get four years of eligibility to play. Um, but because last year was such a, you know, strange year for everybody, the NCAA didn't want to force kids to burn a year of eligibility on, on that. So, um, so basically they're giving everybody that played last year that year for free so they can still maintain the rest of their eligibility. Um, so kids are going to be playing five years of hockey as opposed to four, which is, is pretty neat. And, you know, I think, um, you know, for us, we, we anticipated graduating a lot more than we did. And, um, you know, I know that there were a lot of graduate transfer, uh, situations happening too. And, and we got, uh, we got one from Cornell, Maddie Mills, who's, who's an incredibly talented player. So we're, we're very fortunate for that. Um, yeah, she's filthy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's crazy skilled. She's, you know, it's funny, like she, um, she can score goals. She's, you know, a great skater, but, you know, to the untrained eye, sometimes you miss some of the things that that she really does well like she's just so intelligent with the puck she's so intelligent off the puck putting herself into into quality scoring areas even you know we you know she just makes these little plays like on, on power play we had her um you know we were doing a one three one and i remember like one of her first practices she made this play as the as the bumper player in the one three one which is the one in the middle there and we, we were making a cross ice pass to a lane that wasn't necessarily there so we forced it a little bit and um, Maddie actually got underneath the kid that was covering her, picked up her stick, this puck slid right through, and then we banged home a one-timer from the weak side. So um, just like it, it doesn't sound too, you know, impressive, but little plays like that oh, yeah. are, are crazy, you know, for, for her to be able to make those on such a consistent basis. So, um, you know, on, and on top of the hockey, you know, aspect of things, she's just such a great person, and, and we're really fortunate to have her as a part of our team. I'm going to let it slide that you acted like I didn't know what the bumper was, even though I was never, I'm not out on the power plays ever. I still know what it is from watching on the bench, but that's fine. I'll just let that, I'll just let that slide. It's for so, everybody else that might be tuning in. Yeah. That's what it is. So uh, stick with Mills for a sec. So she, she knew Franklin Murphy from Shattuck St. Mary's, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. They all played together. I believe they all graduated together too. Was that anything like, was there any like, Hey, you know, there's another year. You should come over and join us. Was there, uh, any, was there any team recruiting? Is that a thing? Player recruiting? Uh, I, I can tell you that it's probably a thing not directed by coaching staffs. Right. Uh, oh, sure. Of course. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm like players talk. Like, of course, you know, um, I'm, I'm sure that I don't know exactly how it happened. All I know is that, you know, uh, obviously we went through all the right uh, channels to, to make it work out here, but um you know, once, once players, I think with her is a little bit different because Cornell wasn't, didn't play last year. Right. So she was kind right. of, she was kind of trying to figure it out um, pretty early. So yeah, for those that don't know the Ivy league shut down the entire, right. The right. entire season. Right. So she, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure that that probably happened a little bit at some point. Um, but I mean, again, the same thing with Murphy, like when Murphy came here, um, you know, she, once she went, her process was a little bit different because she had to go through like the transfer portal and, and whatnot. Right. And Mills did too, but it was just, it was just different because her team wasn't playing. So um, yeah, we got a, a nice little Shattuck contingency here. That's for sure. Well, it makes it easy. I mean, you know, they're college athletes, but they're still only what, 20 to 23 year old kids really. <laughs> and, you know, do you know a couple of people, you have some familiarity, you know, it makes a softer landing, you know? Right. 
definitely. I didn't know if uh, you know Frankel got on the phone like Bergeron to Felino and was like, "Hey, you should come <laughs> here," you know. And it was one of those deals. <laughs> Very well, uh, case. <laughs> I'm sure everything was done the right proper way for <laughs> all the NCAA people that are listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Frankel, so made the uh, made the national team. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't get a lot of time, but mm-hmm. she's back with you guys, looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked up her numbers uh, so far. 105 goals against and a 945 save percentage. I don't know. Is that good? It's pretty pretty standard Aaron Frankel, I think. Yeah, I would say she's picked up right where she's left off. Yeah. Uh, Getting ready. uh, I assume you're getting ready to ride that horse until the wheels come off pretty much. Yeah, I mean, the the good thing for us – like. Once it comes down to playoffs and, and hopefully national tournament, I, I think that it'll be, um, you know, a more a more Franco driven approach. Um, but you know, we're we're very fortunate. I think we have one of the best one two goaltending combinations in the country in in Aaron and Gwyneth Phillips. So, uh, you know, Gwyneth's been she's been very patient the last few years, and uh, you know, obviously, if there wasn't a global pandemic, would shame on us for not anticipating that there was one of those coming. <laughs> Uh, and she'd be she'd be our starter this year, you know. So, um, you know, so she's she's been patient, and you know, we want to find a right balance between you know doing doing what we need to do this year, and you know, making sure that we're we're taking care of our future as well. So, um, you know, Gwyneth will get probably a few more games than she has in the past, but um, you know, we, we played her against BU the other day, so we're we're putting her in a, a couple bigger spots than we had in the past just to you know get her get her ready and. Um, but once to, once it comes down to it, uh, you know, assuming that Frankel continues to do what she does, which there's no doubt in our mind that she will, um, then that's when we'll start, uh, you know, what did you, what did you say? Riding the horse? Probably. To, she probably won't be able to hear off. that. Ride yeah. the horse to the wheels. Cause horse have wheels. Yeah. <laughs> it's early, buddy. We usually it's don't do these podcasts during daylight hours. I getcha. <laughs> um, well, speaking of goalies though, you also have a stud stashed away which one we've got four studs stashed well away. yes but i meant the freshman <laughs> uh yeah uh i had her i had her name here a second ago page wait yeah oh yeah page taborski sorry yeah sorry. yeah so she's she, you've decided you guys have decided to redshirt for this year yep so you know again with with just the logjam of the covid waiver um you know like like i said we didn't anticipate that frankel uh was going to come back um I mean, obviously, we we figured it out once the COVID waiver happened, but um, uh, you know, basically, we just told told Paige like, you you can come, right? You can come this year, but there's going to be four goalies. Just a heads up. Um, you and know, the and, the fourth goalie is Alexa Matsis. Not to take anything away from her, I you don't. Yeah, say I her. mean, it it was really. I mean, it it kind of depends on the day, realistically. Yep. I think we have a, a pretty clear one two, and then. Um, you know, three, four, it's kind of back and forth or it was back and forth, but, uh, you know, obviously Alexa's a bit older and, um, you know, Paige is, is just trying to transition into the college game. So, you know, we talked to her about taking that red shirt developmental year. Um, so she doesn't lose a year of eligibility and then, um, you know, that'll hopefully fix the log jam a little bit, uh, down the road. She can get used to the game. She can get used to school and, and finding that balance and, um, you know, maintain that eligibility. So next year when we have a normal amount of goalies, um, 
we will uh, she'll be able to to step right in and and contribute. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, really good problem. <laughs> yeah, if that's if that's your biggest issue going into next year, I feel like you guys will be fine. Yeah, we'll be yeah. in good shape, and and she's she's an outstanding goaltender. I mean, she she showed incredibly well in the national tournament last year for yep. for AAA hockey, and um, you know, comes from a great team, great great kid, great family. So we're we're pretty excited to have her, and we're excited to give her that extra year so she can develop and, and transition yeah. a little bit easier. Uh, speaking of next year, just slightly, I know we're that's way way in the future. You are uh, graduating pretty much half the roster. Yeah. We so, got a pretty big turnover. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you have some core pieces that'll still be there. Obviously, mm -hmm. uh, the recruiting, I assume, is going to is going to be a heavy summer for you. Yeah. So, I mean, we're we're pretty much wrapped up, to be honest with you. I think, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, like, so we have a big roster this year, but next year we're graduating two classes, or this year we're graduating two right. classes, so pretty much all of last year's senior class, and then obviously this year's senior class, and you know, the other thing to, to keep in mind too is that a lot of these kids still have that extra year, right, so, well, it might look like we're graduating, I don't even know, I don't even know the number off the top of my head, but, um, you know, some of those players are taking advantage of that extra year, and, um, you know, we, we're still going to be getting. Oh, uh, so the seniors uh, don't have to graduate then. Right. So everybody that was on the roster last year gets an extra year. Oh, that's a whole different. That's a yeah. whole different view, right? 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 Well, the, that's the tough part. Like the the recruiting logjam, um, like the rosters are going to be affected by this for four years. Right. You know, so you're going well, to be fair. I'm not really good at math at night or day, so it's not helping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you leave that up to me then, and, and you don't <laughs> have to worry about it. I just yeah, you definitely have to worry about it. But yeah, it's, it, this this COVID waiver it's going to affect rosters for four years, you know, hmm. between players staying, but also uh, you know players that have graduated from other programs getting a, a free uh, transfer to another school as a as a graduate student, which um, you know I think is going to be pretty interesting. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. That's a, I I didn't even enter into my equation, but then again. Nah. That's why I work on homes and podcasts and talk about hockey and write about <laughs> hockey. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing open heart surgery over here or anything <laughs> like that for sure. <laughs> uh, so this year a little bit of a rocky start. Mm -hmm. You guys are coming in today. Uh, oh, what are you, four and two, four and two, oh, ranked wow. fifth, I think. Yeah, yeah, four and two, ranked fifth. Um, you know we had. We've had a couple of great games, and we've had a, a couple of games that you know we we felt like slipped away from us a little bit. Um, you know, last weekend we played Providence and Boston University, and um, that's you know, a tough back to back early in the season. Yeah, it's it's tough, and you know, I, I think it gave us a really good idea of you know what, where we're at and where we need to be. I think you know our, our biggest problem was capitalization, like. If you look at the box scores, yeah. um, you know, we had we had 70 shots in two games and scored one yeah. goal, which you know it's not gonna win you a lot of hockey games. So I, I think just bearing it's down almost our, a two to one ratio in one of the games. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. we were I think that our biggest problem was we were just a little bit too perimeter. And um, you know, at, at times I think we were trying to get a little bit too cute with our plays. And um, you know, we just need to get back to getting pucks to the net, making sure we have a, a good presence out front and um just capitalizing on the opportunities like it was especially the first game like it, it was one of those games where you know it just felt like we weren't 
we weren't really getting any bounces because, you know, we weren't, I don't think we were creating very many bounces for ourselves, you know, and, um, but I think we, we had a pretty good bounce back against St. Anselm's on Wednesday and yep. hopefully uh, that carries over into this weekend. I think it's going to be a, a really good test for us. For those listening at home, Coach Carp is very much underselling this. They, uh, their bounce back was a 6 nothing blanking of St. A's. And for his, we're not scoring any goals. The goal differential they're sitting on right now is 22-7 to on the season. So We weren't I, – I said we weren't scoring any goals in, in those specific games. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So it was a – it was a needed to – we needed to just do a better job capitalizing. Um, you know, like I said, when you, when you have 70 shots in a week and you score one goal, I mean, it. we, we just needed to finish – you know, realistically. Well, they, they talk about the NHL level, uh, the cup hangover from the deep run, the more yeah. games. Uh, you see that in college hockey? I mean, it's a lot younger, you know. Yeah. You would think that there there's not as many distractions because they're still in school. and. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that at times, and I think we've, sh- we've shook it off, um, you know, I think at times we felt like we would just show up and win. You know, and and we learned pretty quickly that that's not how it works, you know. So um, I I guess you could consider that the Stanley Cup hangover of of college hockey is just, uh, you know, when when you're returning pretty much a whole team that was so successful last year, um, it's it's really easy to, you know, just think that you're going to do the same thing again. But, you know, the important thing is you got to remember how you did it. You know, right. and that's working hard, going to the net, you know, playing playing a quality team game. And, you know, you didn't do it by just showing up to the rink and, and beating someone up. Um, so I think, you know, maybe there was a little bit of that at, at times. But um, like I said, I feel pretty confident that we've shook that off at this point. One point for getting off the bus. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's literally it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. So I, I think it's, it's definitely a real thing. Um, but. You gotta get you gotta snap out of it really quick and and you know just understand like I said, not necessarily what's going on this year, but you know what made you what made you have the year that you had last year. Uh, speaking of last year now, so the senior class, fourth consecutive hockey's championship. Yeah. The the seniors, which are now grad students on the team, have yep. are undefeated in hockey East tournament play. Correct. Correct. That is just a ridiculous. I mean. Where you, that's like high school stuff. You don't hear that at NCAA level. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're they're an impressive group. That's for sure. Um, and it's my and my bad. We have you have sent me the pictures of the rings. We got to put them out on our socials. That's, <laughs> that's my bad. We got to we got to put those out. But the pretty nice hardware for the girls. Yeah, uh, yeah. It makes there. That's some serious serious rings. The uh, yeah. it was they're pretty impressive. I still have the pictures. I again. My bad. I'll yeah. send you the. I haven't. I don't know if I've showed you the rest of them, but the it's it's funny. They get uh, they get bigger and bigger. That's Good. Send sure. send them send them over, and I'll we'll put them out on our socials so everybody gets to see them because it it's quite an accomplishment. You know, going into that, you know, hockey East is a it's a tough division. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. there's no there's no cakewalks. There's no you know easy games, and to yeah. pull off an achievement like that is, I mean, it's the stuff of you know it'll be talked about for years when you look back. It's tough to maybe appreciate it when you're in it, but, you know, looking back at it in four or five years when they're, you know, doing whatever, they're going to look back and be like, man, we never lost one. I mean, it's just crazy. It's a crazy statistic. 
Yeah. It is. It is. And I mean, they, it's a big reason why we've had the success that we've had is because of that senior class. Not, not necessarily with the talent like they bring to us on the ice, but the culture shift from the past four years has just been like out of, out of control. And, um, you know, I, I think the initial culture shift started with Kendall Coyne um, yeah. when he was here. Um, and then it just kept on, it was really fun to watch. It just kept on building and building and building like one class would lay a foundation and the next class or the next group of captains would just, you know, continue to build on it. And, um, you know, we went, we went from Kendall to, um, you know, Brittany Bogalski's group there. And, and then, um, who else was there? Paige Capistran, uh, and her group there, but we always had like one younger player, um, that was in that captain group that eventually, you know, pushed up to, to that C and, um, you know, they just kept building the culture and building the culture. And, you know, it's not a, it's not a, you know, we, we show up and we hope to hope to win. Now it's a, like we show up and we expect to win type of culture and, and they, um, you know, hold everybody accountable. And, and I think that that's the big, that's the big thing that they brought to our program, not the rings. Like the rings are just kind of a, a residual effect of what they brought to the actual program from, from a culture standpoint, um, which is, has been incredible to be a part of and, and just to watch develop too. Well, people talk about the culture of different teams all the time. You look at what the Bruins have done. Uh, you look at, you, you know, what, what uh, Tampa Bay's got going for the, in the NHL level versus, uh, you know, a team like Buffalo, for example. And, you know, it's, it, it starts with the leaders, but it also, it goes down to the entire roster from the bottom to the top. Everybody's got to buy in. Everybody's got to be rolling the same way. And it's, it's not an easy, easy task by any means. And, you know, kudos to you and coach Flynn for, and the whole staff for, you know, helping that culture. I mean, it's not just, it's not just the players. It's the entire support staff. It's the coaching staff, the trainers, everybody's got to buy in. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We try. We, I mean, we, we stress it, but we can give them guidance, but at the end of the day, they drive the bus, which which they've done a great job of. Go back a little bit with the rankings we were talking about. Is that something that you guys pay attention to? I know, I know some teams yeah. they have the stats up, and the I, I, you know with a college team with the success that you guys have, is it like, hey, you guys are slipping in the standings? Let's get it going. Is that a is that a thing that's talked about at all? Uh, I mean, it's always, it's always nice to get the recognition, but I mean, realistically, the, those polls don't really matter too much. Um, you know, it's more about the, the NCAA pairwise ranking, which, which, uh, pretty much ranks the national tournament seating. Um, so that's, that's what we pay attention to more and we don't really pay attention to it till, uh, till the end of the year. I mean, if anything with the polls, like if you're high up there, the target on your back just gets bigger and bigger. So, right, you know, it's it's nice to be. I think it's it's nice to be recognized, um, but you know, at the end of the day, everybody can beat everybody. You need to still show up every game, and um, you know, it's just it's just a, a target more than anything. Like yeah. we want to beat the number five team in the country, or we want to beat the number one team in the country. All right. So now, next stretch. You got a big stretch of hockey East games coming up. Yeah. A lot in a short time before you guys uh, go to Switzerland, which is a pretty cool, pretty cool trip, uh, yep. which obviously wasn't happening during the pandemic. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, do you want to talk about that trip a little bit? What it, what the, sure. what looking forward to? Yeah. So the, tell everybody about it, I guess. 
Yeah. So the the trip itself is um, it's what's called the World University Games, which is it's basically like it's kind of like a university Olympics. Right. So like university students primarily. And um, at least that's the way I understand it. Um, you know, for us, we're going to be going out there. Uh, I think one of the teams just changed, but um, I believe it's going to be us. Uh, and we're actually we're not going as Northeastern. We're going as Team USA. Oh, yeah. OK. So uh, it's the U.S., it's Canada, which is, um, you know, primarily university students, uh, what they call U sport. Um, then there's Switzerland is putting a team in Russia, um, I believe Japan, and then I'm missing I'm missing one more. China uh, and Switzerland, I have, but that could China, be there is China. Yeah. Um, but I think for some reason I think that they might have changed, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So, um, so basically they go out there, you know, you play every team. Um, and uh then that's how the seating gets done and then there's a medal round and that's it so um i'm actually i will not be going out there myself um it's gonna be they're gonna be out there for 16 days and uh you know there's a ton of events going on out here from a recruiting standpoint that that we need to make sure we're covering and uh you know i got a i got a little one-year-old daughter at home too so i'm sure she appreciates that a little bit that i'll be at least relatively local so great picks the other day to go off on a personal topic. Great picks with her. Said she was combing her hair with a steak. That was uh, oh yeah, that was a great. Yeah. great well, she got the worst part of me, which is my hair, and uh, <laughs> hopefully that's it. We'll see when she develops a little bit more of a personality. How much how much more I screwed her up. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so um, it's going to be a great event. You know, the, this is the first year that they've done this with hockey programs um, because the dates never really lined up. They've done it with basketball programs before. So I, I believe Baylor went men and women's basketball. Um, I think Maryland went as well. So uh, the men and women's hockey team from Northeastern is going to be the first, uh, first NCAA hockey teams to go take part in this. So if you go as team USA representing team USA, not yeah. as Northeastern, do you get players or any other players outside of your program? No. Nope. So in the, in the past, what they did was, um, so the ACHA, it's like, um, I call it like the NCAA of club ice hockey. Mm-hmm. What they used to do is um, get an all-star team from the ACHA. So teams from like all over the place. And, and the ACHA has like, that's like how Arizona state started their program in the ACHA and, um, and uh, Penn state as well. So they're they're talented players, and they put together an all-star team, and that's their team USA. Um, but this year, they're using an actual NCAA team. That should make it fun. And I saw that the games are available to watch and stream, so yeah, should be good. And and talk about a great bonding experience for the team yeah. to go over there, and then yeah. you come back and you jump right into the run for the close of hockey East, the Bean Pot, you know, and yeah. then the and then the tourney. So it's a yeah. nice little nice little break, recharge, have some fun. Because yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't in the grand scheme of things, it's not like it goes towards points or you yeah. know for the standing. So it's just a good, good trip. It's just a, it's like girls' trip basically to Switzerland to go play some hockey. No big yeah. deal, right? Yeah. Well, sounds terrible. Yeah, exactly. Tough, <laughs> tough way to spend your graduate senior year, right? <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, listen, I don't want to keep you. I know you got a game this afternoon, and I know you got stuff to do. Uh Best of luck to you going forward. I'd love to tech, touch in with you before the uh, before the run, and yep. uh, we'll connect. We'll connect offline to get me in there so I can uh, 
I can get some inside insider dope from the team at a practice or something. Anything for you, coach. You know that. Appreciate it, bud. All right. Well, signing off. Best of luck to uh, the Northeastern women's team uh, taking on University of Maine this afternoon. Uh, following up with a whole stretch of Holy Cross, BC, Providence, Vermont, UNH. Got to uh, schedule. Got to run the gamut there. You got to got to see everybody. It's the way yep. it works. Absolutely. All right, well, best of luck. Uh, best so of luck to everybody, and we'll talk soon. You got it. Thank you.